Thank you. All the time. Well, I feel like maybe I missed out. Well, he's still good. You really haven't missed out. Actually, maybe you missed a whole lot of bad things. <laughs> Praise God. I want to look in the book of Psalms following the... Um, actually, before we start, I would like... I know you just sat. If you just bow your head, you want to stand, that's fine. I want to pray for our pastor and his wife. Sister Harrington's visiting grandkids in Pennsylvania. She's Florida. She was in Pennsylvania. Now she's in Florida. <laughs> A great gulf between. She's getting frequent flyer miles. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And Pastor Herring, 30 years they've been serving the Palmer Pentecostal Church. We're so, so blessed. We're so appreciative of them. I told our leaders today, I said, just be praying. I pray God give them a, just a special, special abundance of blessing in every avenue, in their finances, in their health, in their, in their spirituality, in their rest, their comings and their goings, everything about their life. If you help me do that, I would greatly appreciate that. I know God hears that. So thank you, Lord. We love you. We appreciate you. We're so thankful for our pastor and his wife, and we thank you that you chose them to be over us and to be in Palmer. And we thank you for their commitment and their dedication. And we ask you to bless them with a special blessing. Every avenue, God, their goings in, their goings out. When they rise and when they lay down, God, their finances, their health, their strength, everything about them, God. And someone say in Jesus' name. God bless you. While you're standing, then we'll read out of the book of Psalm, chapter 149. We're just going to read quick six quick verses, one through six. He said, Praise ye the Lord. Pra I'm sorry. Sing unto the Lord a new song. And his praise in the congregation of saints. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with a timbrel and harp. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his, in his people. He will beautify this meek with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. And let the high praises of God be in their mouth. And a two-edged sword in their let the high praises of God be in their mouth. I like that. Help me pray. God, we love you. We appreciate everything you're doing, God. We appreciate the choir and the singing. And we thank you for your word today, God. I want you to speak to my heart. I need it, Lord, today. In your precious name, someone say amen. You can be seated. And Psalm 22, verse number 3, Sister Playa says... But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. You know that praise, Brother Palmer, gets the attention of the Lord. It's, uh, I appreciate talented singers and musicians, and we have many, many, many throughout the sanctuary. I appreciate that. 
But if there's no praise in it, then it's nothing more than just entertainment. Nothing more than entertainment. We want to praise the Lord. Amen. Webster says to praise is to express favor or approval. Praise is to brag, to boast, to exalt, to loud or magnify or glorify. Praise, Brother Rick, is to celebrate, to compliment one's value or their merit. We're told 33 and 1 of Psalms, it said, Praise is comely for the upright. The CEV says, You are the Lord's people. Obey Him and celebrate because He deserves your praise. Praise belongs in the apostolic church. Can I get an amen today? If we're going to be in heaven and we're going to be rejoicing and singing around the throne, then what we're doing here is just preparing us. What we're doing here is just getting us ready. It's exercising. It's getting all of the, the, the faulty stuff out of the way because when we get there, we're going to praise in the morning. We're going to praise in the afternoon. We're going to praise in the evening. We're going to praise all the day long. I said praise belongs in the apostolic church. Praise belongs in the born-again believer. And praise belongs in our society more than ever today. Yeah, I got your attention on that. The psalmist said 71.8 Let my mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor all the day. He's saying, you're not even in heaven yet. And I want you to get an understanding that praise is when you wake up in the morning. Praise is when you put your clothes on and you don't got any clean shirts so they're all wrinkly. Praise is when you get to work and you got somebody around you at work that just really just kind of makes you have to work extra hard. Yeah, I see a lot of heads nodding. We're going to talk about that today. And praise is in the evening when you get off work and you go, praise the Lord, I'm off work. I've got to go do chores at home. Praise needs to be in my mouth. And I need to give him honor all the day. 109.30 of Psalm says, I will greatly praise the Lord with my mouth. Yea, I will praise him among the multitudes. Brother Joseph, that tells me today, praise belongs in the church. And praise belongs outside the church. Can I get an amen to somebody? Hey, it's all good and fine and dandy when all the church is magnifying the Lord. But when you're at work and there's only one of you, the scripture still says you need to praise Him. You need to praise Him. Glorify Him. Magnify Him. Brag upon Him. Declare His merits and His value. 35.28 of Psalm said, And my tongue shall speak of thy righteousness. And of thy praise all the day long. 
Are you getting an idea what the psalmist was saying here? Ah, I only thought praise was when I felt like it. I thought that praise was only when things were going just perfect. Everyone loves me and I got money in my pocket. And but praise, Brother Colin, is when nobody loves you. When it seems like nobody loves you. Praise is coming out of your mouth when you don't have any money in your pocket. Praise is when you don't feel good. And Sister Ramey, you got a headache. And it's one of those that just gets you right down to your knees. It makes you sick. And the scripture says that's when praise needs to truly be flowing from our lips. David, near the very end of his repentance that was recorded in Psalms chapter 51, you know that his sin with Bathsheba and the murder of his husband, when he found a place where he began to pray. You read that yourself. That's a powerful Psalms. I'm going to tell you what, that's powerful. A king that fell upon his face before God and humbled himself and cried out, have mercy on me, O God. But near the very end, in verse number 15, he declared, O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. One fifty in verse 6 says, Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. I want you to know I have recently been challenged. Uh, if you had the opportunity to listen to a Tuesday night time to grow, it's on the podcast. And um, I'm going to tell you what, Brother Josh Herring taught that Tuesday night, and he was talking about our thoughts and what happens when we allow our thoughts our thoughts to, to get a run rampant. Not thoughts of praise, not thoughts of mercy and compassion, but thoughts of lust and thoughts of anger and thoughts of, of, of uh, frustration. You know, you, you, put, you fill it in the blank. But I've been challenged recently in prayer to be considering what I'm thinking about and what I'm talking about. Now I know that if nobody in here nods their head, I know I am talking to me today. It matters what you think. And it matters what you say. Is there any iniquity in my tongue? Job said 6 and 30. James said it like this, 1 and 26, I'll paraphrase it. He talked about the religious. Is any religious among you? And bridleth not his tongue, but deceives his own heart. And this means that that religion or that man's religion is vain. What's he saying to us in 2021? It matters what you say, friend of mine. 
Church, it matters what you say. Whether you're a Sunday school teacher, you're a preacher, you're a preacher's wives, you sing in the choir, you're brand new, this is the first time you visited here, let me just be very plain with you. It matters what we talk about and the things that we say. If, as Brother Josh declared, that the thoughts in our minds, as they begin to take residence in there, they establish a castle or a fortress. If your thoughts can do that, what can your words do? Matthew said, 1511, what really matters? I'll tell you what really matters, what comes out of my mouth. I like this, 17 and 28 of Proverbs. This is powerful. Even a fool, when he holdeth, his peace is counted wise. Wow. Some church people ought to say amen. But that's not talking about holding my praise. That's not what it's talking about. But many times it's talking about holding my opinion. I'm excited. I'm excited about what God is doing. Ecclesiastes, Brother Josh said, I like that's 3 verse 7. He said, there is a time to keep silent. And there is a time to speak. So I wonder, is it possible, Brother Trace, to praise God and criticize or critique another? Is it possible to bless God and curse someone who is made in the image of God? <laughs> it shouldn't be. James 3 and 10 and verse 11 talks about out of the same mouth proceedeth blessings and cursings. My brethren, these things ought not to be. And he goes on to talk about can sweet water and bitter come from the same place? The answer is no. You can't praise God in all sincerity and curse your neighbor. You can't brag upon God and take someone made in the image of God and criticize them and cut them down and complain about them. I can't do that. Proverbs 10 verse 11 said, The mouth of the righteous man is a well of life. 18 and 4 of Proverbs said, The words of a man's mouth are as deep waters, and the wellspring of wisdom as a flowing brook. That guy Solomon, man, he put some things together, didn't he? He had a way of talking about things. He had a way of putting them in perspective we can understand. Amen. Proverbs 31, verse 26, talking about the Proverbs woman. 
That's good stuff there, ladies. Hey, husbands, that's good stuff, Proverbs 31. That's good stuff. <laughs> Figured Solomon must have had some insight on that. <laughs> had a few of them. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. It's powerful. So as Brother Josh spoke of castles and fortresses being established when I allow my mind to ponder, meditate on thoughts, I wonder just what happens with the words that I speak come from my mouth. We're told in 1819 of Proverbs that a brother offended is harder to win than a strong city. Can't tell me that the things you say. Yeah, but he needed to hear it. <laughs> oh, if God was that way with you and with me, we would all be offended. But God is merciful. God is compassionate. God is kind and loving. I like this one. Patient. Brother Stacy, 1821. Love that verse. Proverbs. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Praise matters, church. Praise really matters. I want the Lord to inhabit. Verse 22 and 3 of Psalms, we talk about, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Means he takes up residence in. He sticks around. He hangs out. He said, this is a good place to be. That tells me this, Sister Misty, that if I'm a whiner and I'm a complainer and I'm a criticizer, he's probably not there. I just ran him off. But if I can begin to think about good things and if I can begin to put things in perspective, praise out there, and I can begin to talk about things in a positive realm, he says, I'm going to just hang around a while. This individual's got it together. They understand. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Psalmist said it like this, 141 and verse number 3. I like the way he said it. He said, set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. That's somebody who's saying, I, I don't want to just fly off the handle. I don't want to just go willy-nilly. I don't want to go off the radar. I don't want to just, you know, go rogue. Yeah, but some people just need to be put in their place. That's the problem. It's not up to us. It's not up to me. And it's not up to you. Job said 624, teach me, and I will hold my tongue. 
Proverbs 16, 23, the heart of the wise teacheth his mouth and addeth learning to his lips. So guess what? Tells me, Sister Jessica, it's not natural. You didn't just get born and you just had control of this thing. Somewhere along the way, there's, there's some learning that takes place. Just You need to do a little more of this and a little less of this. Can I get an amen from the church today? I've heard it said, it's just repeating somebody else. No idea who gets credit, but I got two of these and only one of these, yet I do twice of this, easily twice as much of this than this. Hallelujah. Just preaching what the Lord gave me. Is that all right? Have you got praise? Have I got praise? I want to hold my tongue. Teach me so I can hold my tongue. Proverbs 10, 19. He that refraineth his lips is wise. At the very tail end of that scripture. Whole lot of scripture. To talk about the tongue, the mouth, the lips, your words. This is only just a, just a dabble. Just a smidgen. A small portion. It's important to God. It's important to God. It's amazing. I can't tell you the number of new converts I've seen that have been offended by someone who just felt like from in the church they needed to set somebody straight. Oh, yeah. Oh, they need to know this, and I'm going to put them in their place. No, 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 it's not up to you. You let your pastor take care of pastoring. Amen. You just love them. You just nurture them. You just encourage them. You just walk with them and help them and be a good example. So he that refraineth his lips is wise and and 2123 of Proverbs said that whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from troubles. How to write that one down. Put that in your memory verses. Set that one on the refrigerator or somewhere where you like to go if it's the bathroom mirror on the dashboard of your car. I like that. You keep your soul from trouble. When you learn how to keep your mouth and your tongue. Brother Christopher, I'm going to just be honest. This thing's got me in more trouble than I can. I just. I want to stop letting it get me in trouble. I want to learn how to tame this thing. James said it like this. The tongue can no man tame. You need the help of the Lord to tame your tongue. I need his help. I need his guidance. Proverbs said it like this, 15 and 1. He said, a soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. The CEB said that a sensitive answer turns back wrath. This, is this statement going to offend? Is this statement going to criticize? 
Is this statement hurtful? Is this helping? Can I get an amen? Is this, is this really helping? If, it's, if I'm the only one that's helping, then it's not helping. Well, I got to clear my conscience. I got to make sure I say it. That's what we're talking about. We know we need to praise the Lord. And I know somehow I need to be in a, a positive influence upon society in this world. Why would anyone want to come to your church if all you do is whine, complain, criticize, critique, cut up, tear down, put people in their place? I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to. I don't think there's anybody out there in society who thinks the same way. I think they think the same way. I really don't want that. I want somebody who's going to be try to be uplifting. Is it any wonder Psalm 133 talks about how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. They're not all bickering and backbiting and, and ripping apart each other. No, they're lifting each other up. Uh, men and lifting up men and women lifting up women and elders lifting up the younger encouraging man that's good I told you the story that one of the, the very first ultra marathons that I did I was riding I, I was running with a good friend of mine's dad it was a beast and my good friend said oh just run with my dad you guys will be perfect together Halfway through that race? No, quarter of the way through the race. How much further? He never one time, every time I asked him, how much further? Is it much longer? How many miles? I tried to reword the question. And he would just talk about, man, you're looking so good. Just look back there and see that mountain we just came over the top. Look at that stream we just forded across. It was up to our waist. And icicles were... and Chunks of ice were floating down river and, and look at that bear we just went by and the mosquitoes and the bees and this and that and he could never find a negative word to say. Before you know it, there we were at the finish line. Your brother needs more compliments than he does criticism. Your sister needs less critique. <laughs> ah, come on now. They need less being cut down and put in their place. They need more of lifting up. <laughs> they need more to be bragged upon, boasted. I'm not talking about, uh, you, you know what I'm getting to say. I'm not talking about just nonsense. I'm talking about something that's, that's important and needed. I believe every time you mow the grass, the whole church ought to stand up and clap. Dear Lord. That's ridiculous. You're mowing the grass for the wrong reason. But I do think that people ought to say, Brother, Brother Colin, thank you for mowing the grass. I appreciate that. It looks good out there. I think when I drive by, I go, somebody's got some pride in this place. 
We're told that 10 and 20 of Proverbs that your tongue is just. Of the just is as choice silver. He wants to take residence in. He wants to dwell in. He wants to linger a while in your praise, church. Praise to him and praise to his creation. Complimenting, boasting, bragging upon. That's, that's one of the things that it, it, it seems like it goes from this, this very hollow, give accolades to movie stars and sports athletes being paid multitudes of money to be somebody that they're not. And yet we ignore the fact that there are people laboring in the trenches. There are people laboring and, and making ever effort and intent to do right and do good and be better. And yet I know there are some that are thinking, well, I'm not much for compliments. You can change. You can change, can't you? You can, put a, you can put a good twist on that. I can put a good twist on that. I can do what's right. Ephesians said like this. I'm almost done. I'm closing really close. For those that are ready to run outside and go get in the sun or do whatever they got planned. But Paul said to the Ephesian church, the church of Ephesus 4 and 29, he said, let not corrupt communications proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good to the use of edifying. That it may minister grace unto the hearers. Come on, think about that. That's a lot to chew on. The CEV says it like this. Stoplified say, do not let unwholesome, foul or profane or worthless and vulgar words ever come out of your mouth. That's strong. Paul had a way of being straight. He wasn't looking at us, Brother Matthew, and saying, oh, bless God, I understand. He's saying, no, you better get a hold of that thing, friend of mine. Learn how to speak and speak right. Let good words come from your conversation. Let uplifting speech. He said, but only such speech is good for building up others. Is that what that says? I didn't make this up. According to the need and the occasion. So that it will be a blessing to those who hear you speak. Goodness. Nobody run in the aisles today, but that's okay. Matters what you say, church. Matters what I say. It matters. Now I realize I was early this morning at the last minute. I just began to think about something and and so Proverbs said it like this, 20 verse 6. I don't think I gave you this one, but it says, Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness. 
but a faithful man who can find. And I just began to think about the Palmer Pentecostal Church. And I just began to think about our pastor. Come on, I brag on that man. And his, his wife, I brag on her. I boast on her. They're loving and kind people. They're giving and they're compassionate. Come on, they're, we're so blessed. We're so blessed. Well, that pastor knew me how well I sing. I save it. <laughs> Put a plug in it. Come on. Let's boast on them. I, I think about our outreach team. And I know there's more than two, but many times it's only been two. You know who they are. I appreciate them. Come on. I want to compliment you. I want to brag about you. That's, there isn't a person that they won't talk to and invite to church. And others that have helped. And I know I'll leave somebody out, but please don't get offended by that. It's not my intent. Sunday school teachers, every nose you wipe and every change diaper you do, every child you get all jacked up on sugar, just ate four donuts in the back there and swig down a a regular soda, ah, my hat's off to you. Oh, praise God. I thank you for what you do in Sunday school class and young ministry class and youth ministry. Youth leaders, thank you. Even on sushi night, thank you. You think sushi night, yeah, it's sugar sushi night. I appreciate you. Nursery teachers and nursery individuals and workers, there is nothing like that. Bible study teachers, come on. Youth and children's ministry, music department, singers and players, you practice on your days off. Thank you. You're out, your sound system, those are running the sound system. And doing the AV and doing the IT. Praise God. I thank you. I want to brag upon you. Whether you're doing lawn care outside or you're doing cleaning on the inside. I appreciate everything you do. I want you to know I really appreciate that. Whether you're working in a parking lot, plowing snow or moving snow or sanding snow or shoveling snow. Thank you. Building construction workers and repair people. It happens all during the week when you don't even know what's happening. There's people show up here. Come on. Whether you're a coffee shop barista or you're mixing coffee blends at home and getting it all ready for the coffee shop. I appreciate coffee in the morning. I appreciate your smile. I tell people we got the best coffee in all the world right here. Tithe payers and givers. There's not a better group of people that are more committed to giving to the cause. You love your pastor and you love the work and the ministry. Committed faithful members. Church attenders. I want to give you praise. If it's seemingly, it seems like you don't do any of those, but you get up in the morning and you get dressed and you come to church, I thank you. I appreciate you. Keep on coming. 
Keep on coming. Keep on, keep on coming. I want to boast and brag and compliment you because we couldn't do it without you.